A former Green Beret, Navy SEAL, and Army Ranger seeks revenge. A single woman battles her own unhappiness in attempting to celebrate her friend's wedding. Two rookie cops infiltrate a high school drug ring. A party is rocked by apocalyptic events. A Peruvian immigrant tries to make a new life in London. A beloved performance trio separates. A look behind the scenes of Soviet-era Russia. And a Secretary of State mulls a run for president. But make it funny. This time on the Oscars should have gone to the best comedies of the 2010s. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... So, hi, Craig. Hey, Meg. Um, this has been a week. I mean, has this it? week has been a year. I have so much news to share. I, I just jump on it. Okay. Um, where to start? It's like, you know... Okay, do you want the, the good stuff or, like, the bad stuff? Do you want to start with um, good... Let's start with the good. Yeah, well, maybe go back and forth for us. Okay. Like, if there's multiple goods and multiple bad. Well, it's, it's kind of a spectrum. Bad. So, like, the best news is um, my dog, Scout, had her mm-hmm. very last chemo treatment on Friday, yes. which is very exciting. She is officially in remission. I guess I say cancer-free, but, she, like, in remission or whatever. Right. Um, and we got steak for her and made her steak, and she mm-hmm. loved it. And, you know, that's the only good thing to happen. And it comes on the heels of like, you know, her having cancer, which was right. unfortunate. Not good. Not good. But she doesn't anymore, which is great. Huzzah. Um, yes. a- another good thing was that, that's come from quarantine, is that truly over a month ago, and we must have been fucking hammered, but we did it. I don't remember it. On like April 2nd, I guess, we ordered a bidet. Uh-huh. Um, and it came. And so yep. now we have a uh, a bidet, a Japanese toilet situation in mm-hmm. the bathroom. Yeah. Thus kind of eliminating the need for toilet paper, which is a real dream. Right. Um, don't have to worry about that. That's one less thing. Am I right? Hey. It's one, one less thing. Um, the bad news is I did have a nervous breakdown this week um, yeah. on Wednesday, and just I did uh, drunkenly destroy a bunch of Maddie's office. So my you just like threw stuff around. Or? Well, he has all these shoes in like. Now these... our longtime listeners know all about the shoes. The shoes, I feel like the shoes have come up before. The fucking shoes. We used to record in that office occasionally. And I there's feel like shoes. The shoes got mentioned. Shoes got mentioned. Shoes on the walls. Shoes. 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 So he the new the system for the shoes now are these like plastic bins from container store, yep. and each one has a little door and has little shoes in the door and I hate them and they and it is, I think it's so dumb. Listen, I think it's just dumb. I think the shoes are dumb. It's yeah. fine if it, there's plenty of stuff that I do that's super dumb. I know that. Sure. I know that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did have a nervous breakdown. Uh, after a couple martinis and it, I reached a breaking point. And so I knocked down all of his shoe containers and then stomped on them. And honestly, no regrets. 
it felt it, it felt good. It did. It's yeah. like um, you know they have those like rooms where you can go and like break shit. Mm-hmm. You know those like break shit rooms, whatever yeah. the fuck they are. You, they give you yeah, like yeah, a bat and like goggles. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Break like China. Or yeah, whatever. and I was always like, ooh, that does not appeal to me at all. I like things nice and tidy and. I can't imagine that that would be fun. And then I did it, and I was like, this is very cathartic. So, yeah, I did that. I did end up replacing the ones that I broke. I only broke, like, four, but I did end up replacing those because um, he was mad. But yeah. uh, I don't I, – I still think it was probably worth it. And I got a trip to the container store out of it, so. Well, then it all comes out in the wash. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they just open? Did you have to do curbside pickup? What did you do with it? No, I had to do curbside. This is the other thing, too, uh, uh, that we'll talk about. <laughs> They're acting like every like uh, this week they were like, oh, great news. Uh, stores can be open for, for pickup. I'm like, right. cool, 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 cool. You, that's eliminating the whole... F- so, it, again, it's just very indicative of this entire situation where it's like, no, 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 you can still have all the, it's all the stuff. It's just my, it's just r- with none of the pleasure involved. Right. It's all of the, yeah, you can still get your stuff and whatever, but just all the fun parts of it, like the interacting with people and the like trying stuff on and whatever the, like that's gone. Right. So you can't can do, do anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can, you can, you can do the things. Aren't we, isn't it great? We're opening up again. I'm like, this is not. This is not that. Not yeah. that it should be, per se. No. But, but, we do li- but we do live in hell. We do that. live in hell. And, and, yeah. and the people that are trying to spin it as to like, you know what, though? You know what's cool? This summer, all this stuff, is, it's just going to be all these online, like, Zoom dance parties. And, like, we'll stream these concerts. And it'll be just as good. I'm like... So honestly, fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself. It will not be. It's not at all. I don't want a. I don't want any part of it. I want yeah. no parts. No parts. I was listening to um, Bill Simmons' podcast uh, before we jumped on, and he was talking to Nick Kroll. And Nick Kroll was talking about how he had gone to a drive-in movie theater to see a documentary. And I don't know if he's out here. I don't know where he is. I looked up. There are drive-in theaters in the area, but none of them seem to be showing Open. anything. Yeah, which seems like a real missed opportunity for them. This is the yeah. one time you want to drive in. Yeah. Um, I mean, that I would, would be cool. I, I remember when I was a kid growing up, there was a drive-in movie theater uh, in New Hampshire, sort yeah. of near my house, that we would go to. And it was a fucking blast. I mean, listen... Yeah. We got there, we, we met up with all my cousins and we like crowded in the back. Like the part, the point is to like, you know, crowd in the back and with all of your friends and sneak in booze. But um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm at a point that um, I saw when Texas started reopening up, they were talking about how movie theaters were allowed to reopen, but most of them aren't because they don't have anything to show really since right. everything's been pushed. Right. Um, but there was a poll, Sean Fennessy had put a poll online and was like, I mean, even if you could go to the movie theater, would you go this week? And of course, most people were like, no, absolutely not. Like, it's Craig. too dangerous. I was just like, Craig, yes. Craig, yes. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would go to the movie theater. I would go to f- I would, dinner. I would, get, I would get sick. Yep. I, I, I just have, it's just something I miss. I know that in my I I know now that now I know that about myself and I cannot know it. I would go to the movie theater. 
Yeah. I wouldn't touch anything. No, I'd wear a mask. I'll wear a mask. Yeah. But I would, I would go to the movie theater. Yeah. The mask life is tough, though. I'm not going to lie. It's very humid. Any, it's a very humid situation. Are you doing any outdoor exercising at all? Um, I did. They reopened the hiking trails in L.A., and I did go and hike. And I, it, at this place, at West Ridge Canyon back, which is like up in the mountains. And I didn't wear a mask because A, it was before they were like, you always have to wear a mask. Right. And B, I passed two people on the entire trail. Right. Um, and that was fine. There's a lot of bugs. The bugs seem to have taken over because yeah. it rained a lot. And so there's a lot more vegetation. And then there's also not a lot of people. So I was like swatting away a lot of bugs. Um, and then I remember that I don't quite like the outdoors that much. Yeah. Are you? Are you doing a lot of... Outdoor I've, been, uh, I've been trying to run. I downloaded uh, the uh, Couch to 10K app. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like over like a 12-week period. I mean, a, a, a huge amount of time um, getting to the point where you're running a 10K. I had been running a little bit anyway, but I like wear my mask, but I mostly like keep it like on my chin. And yeah. then I pull it up anytime I get close to people. Yeah. Because if I run for more than 25 seconds with the mask on, um, I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, you hyperventilate. Yeah. The, the CO2 is too much. Yeah. Yeah, I feel um, one thing to know about me is I live in constant fear of getting yelled at. Sure. Because I uh, I don't know. That's the, my personality. I'm a f- first child uh, perfectionist. And when anybody anybody says anything negative to me, it really ruins my day. So if I was walking without a mask and someone yelled at me, it I, even if they were a block away, it would still break my heart. So yeah. it's a real thing where I just am now, there's no one on my street and I'm walking around, but I still, I don't know. People are going to hear this and be like, these fucking shitheads talking about wearing masks on their chins. But there's no, I promise you there's no one here. And when there are, I pull it up. Listen, yeah, and the, I'm I'm only going I'm going to the grocery store, maybe a couple times a week because honestly, it's just too much wine to buy in one trip. <laughs> and Craig, I don't go to the grocery store anymore. You're all you're all uh, delivery. No delivery, zero amount of delivery. I only go to um, uh, local places now. So like the butcher place, shout out standings to the butcher near me, near me. And they have like uh-huh. all the stuff that I would need. They have like basic produce and um, like pasta and, and canned tomatoes and like sauces and this and that and whatever. Or I go to Monsieur Marcel at the Grove because they have a little grocery there and they have a fish counter. Or at John and Vinny's near me also is doing a little market. So I ordered some vegetables from there. That's it. That's all I need. I don't go to the grocery store anymore. Great. You did it. <laughs> Crack the code. <laughs> Is um, it upsetting so to you that I'm better that I'm I'm do I'm I'm better at this than you are? It's fine. I don't care. Um so this week, uh we are going to talk about Craig, I desperately I just want you to know, I desperately miss you and wish that if you were here, I'd I'd pour you a glass of the rosé that I'm drinking. That's very nice. I'm drinking, I've set a new rule for myself that I can't have an alcoholic beverage until I've had eight glasses of water. Oh, that's good. 
So I'm doing my uh, 64 ounces of water a day, and then I'm allowed to have an alcoholic beverage. That's good. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep this with me while I drink. Yeah. This uh, tumbler thing. Otherwise, it'll be another incident of me breaking. I just bought all those more of those container store shoe things. I don't want to break them again. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. Be cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry, tell the people what we're doing. So uh, we decided this week, this was Megan's idea, a great idea. We're going to go through and um, say what we think is the best comedy of every year of 2010, 2010 through 2019. We just you are know, such comedic people. People need to laugh right now. They do. Um, last night we watched Waiting for Guffman. We're recording this um the day before the soul release, so um, Fred Willard unfortunately passed away late on Friday. R.I.P. Um, and we wanted to honor him. And um, man, he is was a funny guy. He really was. Um, so I feel like this is a good topic. I do want to also give a shout out before we start to um, Lynn Shelton. Tragically passed away also at fifty four. She was a great female director. And if any of our listeners haven't checked out her work, um, I particularly suggest your sister's sister. Uh, which is Emily Blunt and Rosemary DeWitt, Mark mm. Duplass. Um, that's probably my favorite of hers. But she's directed a lot of great TV and some other some other films. So uh, check her out, too, because that was uh, Fred Willard. I mean, very much will be missed, but he was 86. He lived a very good, long life. 54 is, is too, too young. young to too young. Him. I mean, that's yeah. pretty close to where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Just got another few months Six, to go. A couple years, yep. A couple year months. Year months. Um, I mean, what is time anymore, honestly? I may as well be 54. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Should we jump into this? I set a caveat for myself. We didn't really talk about this, and it doesn't matter if you don't do this. But I decided in listing these, I, and I'll talk about the movies that would have fallen under that when we get to those years, but I decided I was not going to pick any Best Picture nominees. Okay, that's funny. That's interesting. I set a caveat for my... Actually, I don't think I picked any Best Picture nominees. And I think because the caveat that I set was... Um, I struck. I stuck pretty much to straight comedies. Sure. There was a few movies where I was like, well, that could be a comedy, but it's also... It was Oscar-y or like whatever. I right. just was like, what movies made me like... What movies are like the whole point is you to, for you to laugh, basically. Yeah. So I tried I would, to do that. I would say I think I, there's only maybe one or two of mine on here that I think kind of go into dramedy, but I tried to kind of steer away from those as well. Yeah, I really, I don't think I have, well, I have one, we'll get, we'll get to it. I have one yeah. Oscar nominee on my list, but that's, yeah. that's it. Um, so 2010. Um, 2010. Okay. So when we first talked about this, we said we were going to do, um, best picture and then like best comedic performance uh, of the year. And, and most of them, I didn't feel that strongly about, um, comedic performance wise, but I did want to call out. Okay. So, okay. Well, okay. Sorry. We're getting, now I'm getting all over the place. I'm going to, I'll start with the movie. So 2010, the movie that I have for 2010 is not only the best comedy of that year, but I might say it's my second favorite comedy of the ten of the decade. I think it's okay. like I think it's one of the funniest movies of all time. It makes me I've watched it already during quarantine. It makes me laugh so fucking hard. And I love it. And that is MacGruber. 
MacGruber. So I, so I had a uh, I had a winner, and then I listed like two runner ups per year, and MacGruber's one of my runner ups. I haven't I haven't really revisited it. I remember really liking certain scenes of it. It's, I want to go back and watch it. It's very very funny. It's like the, the first. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oof, this." Like, because SNL comedies, so it's an SNL character, and SNL comedies, as you know, Craig, not the best track record. Night at the Roxbury Superstar. Like, they're like, there's like, yeah, there's, it's bad. There's some stuff that's okay, but then it's like, yeah, it turns out when you stretch that sketch, like, it don't work. This movie works so fucking hard. Um, He just, it just is, it's an uncomfortable movie, kind of, because Will Ferrell is very unlikable in it as, like, the main character. Will Forte. Sorry, Will Forte. But it really goes for fucking broke. And he, uh, the scene where he blows up all the the guys in the van, and he's like, guys, (laughs) tug, (laughs) someone call 911. And he, like, whatever, blew up the van. Um, is so great, and also Val Kilmer. It's an it's such a great villain performance, and Maddie and I constantly are going weak to each other. It's great. It's just a fucking. It's a really funny movie, and if you've never seen MacGruber, um, you should watch MacGruber. That's that's my number one uh, ad- advice giving. That's my number one recommendation for this entire podcast. MacGruber is is what you should be watching. I actually, I wrote down uh, to help, you know, our listeners at home uh, maybe interested in watching some of these, wrote down if they were streaming where you could find them streaming. And McGregor is currently streaming on Stars. Craig! So if you have Stars, or you just want to try that free trial for seven days through Apple or Amazon or something like that and watch McGruber, you can do it. But this is one I'd pay for. Yeah. And there's other and stuff I, on this list that I, I wouldn't pay for. And I will say, like, everything that I'm going to list I, is available for, you could rent it for two for three four bucks yeah on any of the things also but um so mcgruber's one of your runners up what's your pick my other runner up which this is below mcgruber for me it's i think it's not great but i put the other guys it's kind of funny yeah there's some funny stuff in it there's some my funny stuff. was easy a good movie good movie um, doesn't make me yeah. laugh like mcgruber does but it's a sure. it's a very very fun comedy yeah. And the Tooch is uh, in it. Yeah. Love Emma Stone, Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson, I think are the ideal parents. Yes. In this film. For sure. Um, if I had to pick any parents from film history, mm-hmm. I think I'd go with those two. Patty Clarkson and the Tooch? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And maybe not, I mean, even in real life. Patty Clarkson, the Tooch, for sure. Well, the Tooch has been, have you been watching the videos of him making cocktails? I haven't, but didn't he make, he made like a perfect Negroni or something, and I thought of you. It was not perfect, but it but was... I felt like that was, that was billed on the... Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the most wild way to make a Negroni, but I was 100% here for it and um, tried it, tried it myself. He shook yeah. the Negroni. I've never seen that. I've never seen that before. That's a, it's a Bond move. The tooch with the shake and the yeah, stirred. Yeah, approach. totally. And honestly, like, he has some guns. He was shaking this Negroni, and I was like... Well, I, I mean, he's married to a much younger woman, and yeah. Blunt's sister. He's got to keep fit. Keep it tight. Keep it right. Keep yeah. it tight. That's a good movie. I like that movie. Yeah. Those are both... Check both those out. Um, Easy A is not streaming anywhere, but the other guys is on Netflix. If 
you're interested in checking that out. All right. Uh, 2011. Um, 2011 is a very easy pick for me. Uh, it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite, one of my favorite comedies of all time, and that's Bridesmaids. Yeah. Um, that's sort of a walk away yeah. for me. Um, when I, was I did. Looking at the other, it's also not as particularly uh, strong year for comedy anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think Bridesmaids probably jumps over pretty much anything else on my list anyway. I yeah. think it was like my second or third favorite movie of that year, period. Yeah. So it's um, uh, it's it's amazing. It's hilarious. It holds up. Kristen Wiig is heartbreaking in it. Yeah. Um, but there's also which, so much fun stuff. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite scene in Bridesmaids? Uh, oh, that's such. It's gonna be. It's so lame because it's not a comedy scene. But I like the scene where she takes uh, this. Is very lame. But I always think of the scene. I think mostly because when that movie came out, people were like over the moon from Melissa McCarthy, which uh-huh. is fair. She's like very big in it, but. Yeah. We've had this discussion before about like smaller perform like smaller comedic performances. Like this Kristen Wig on the plane is so funny. Yeah. But the scene where she makes that cupcake just for herself and she's so particular about it and like the like all the thing and then she just eats the fucking cupcake by herself at the end is like yeah. such a heartbreaking scene. And uh, you know, you need that darkness to to balance out uh I'm ready to party. So. Um, when I was trying to, when I was originally trying to do best comedic performances, I was going back and forth between Melissa McCarthy, who was nominated for an Academy Award for this movie, and Kristen Wiig. And then I actually decided, because it's my favorite scene of the movie, Maya Rudolph yeah. shitting in the street <laughs> in her wedding gown. <laughs> when she, she goes, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> And she just sits down. It's, it's incredible. It's very funny. It's and very I don't funny. Know, as funny as those other two women are, I don't think either of them could pull that off. The way no. that Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph is an MVP across the board. I think she is a queen, and I like her more as an actress. I like her more than either of the two of them. Um, period. But I, I do want to call attention to one other performance of that year that I was like, oh, I forgot. The movie's uneven, and it's, I don't think it's quite a, it's a dark comedy, so, which I usually like, but this movie is is a tough, it's a tough sell. There's some really good stuff yeah. in it, but is um, Charlize Theron in Young Adult. Yeah. She's incredible in that movie, It's and it's a, it is a real powerhouse performance. It's, it's, I just couldn't, I mean, obviously Bridesmaids is, a mil- is better and funnier, but, um. If you're also like, I've seen Bridesmaids a million times. Like, Young Adult is interesting. What are your takes young on Ad- Young Adult? Young Adult, I think, is great. It actually, it didn't make my list because I was like, I think it's too dark. It's too dark. It is yeah. too dark. But she's and very, I, I there like are, dark, she's like funny in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I like a dark comedy, for, but for this exercise, I was like, it's, it's maybe too dark. Yeah. I wanted more straight. But that being said, like, I, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember how dark it gets. Um one of my runners up was the guard, which is yeah. a dark comedy. That Brendan Gleeson movie. Yeah. Um, but my other one and almost another one that I was like, Oh, is this scene my favorite scene from the year? And no, it's Maya Rudolph, but the trip. <laughs> oh yeah. When he's doing Michael Caine. Yeah. When they're do, going back and forth as Michael Caine. Yeah. That movie also, and how many more did they make? Two more, one more. There is the trip to Italy. And then I think they did the, they're, 
did or doing the trip to Spain. And then I think there's another one also. So tell the people what the trip is. So the trip was like a, like a semi, it basically, so it's Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon and they are playing. Exaggerating versions. Yeah. Um, And basically they go to review food in an area. So the trip, I think all takes place in England, right? It's in like, yeah. Like, in like the lakes district. Yeah. Um, so it's basically just them traveling around and trying food at different places. And they're supposed to be writing reviews about it. And then at the same time, we're getting um, the interplay between the two of them, but it's very funny. I think there's sort of diminishing rewards throughout the movies. Yeah. It gets, uh, it's the, fun at first and then it gets, well, Steve Coogan is, is an interesting character because I feel yeah. like he is kind of an asshole in real life and he's kind of embraces that a little bit in the trip, which right. is funny for a time and then you're a little bit like... And then Rob Brydon is also kind of crazy. It is diminishing returns, but there are some really funny parts and the part you're talking about the when they both are impersonating Michael Caine yeah. is very funny. Uh, Bridesmaids is currently streaming. On HBO. Gotta watch Bridesmaids. Gotta watch it. 2012. Well, listen, this was a tough year for me because I had two of my... This is a tough year. I have... I've got... Okay, so I got to say Think Like a Man because... Because that's your movie. That's my movie and I fucking love that movie and it really does make me laugh and it really does entertain me and Kevin Hart is really funny in it and uh, I love Think Like a Man. But also, and I didn't pick Moonrise Kingdom, which is my favorite Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. which I probably like even more than Think Like a Man. I don't know how that works out with my listings of things, but whatever. Uh, but I don't really consider that a straight comedy. Like, it's, right. it's, it's more of like a heartwarming whatever. Um, so then the other runner-up I have is 21 Jump Street. Which is my favorite comedy of the year. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite scene in 21 Jump Street? I mean, the whole end is great with the Johnny Depp cameo and then him getting shot in the throat. Um, I just remember going into that movie like half expecting it to be trash because it's a remake of a TV show and just being so surprised by how good it was. Yeah. I like the scene where they take the drugs at school. And uh-huh. it, and a lot of times, too, that like when uh, Rob Riggle's talking to them and his head becomes like a ice cream cone a lot of times that doesn't like that stuff doesn't play for me when you like go over the top or whatever it really plays in that movie and then when he when Jonah Hill auditions for Peter Pan and and uh sings I gotta um brag was that it I gotta whatever the song is from Peter Pan um I gotta crow I gotta crow I gotta crow I gotta brag whatever uh it's very funny and he's great in that too He's a funny fucking guy. Yeah. And Channing Tatum, it's fun. This was a good year for comedy. Uh, I like Moonrise Kingdom. I mean, we're on record. I don't like it as much as you, but I think it's a good movie. A couple other movies that didn't even make my list, Celeste and Jesse Forever and The Five-Year Engagement, I think both have really good stuff in them. Yeah, there's some fun scenes. Um, And they're kind of, uh, I feel like, sort of forgotten. I just don't want to That's okay. My two runners up, uh, Sleepwalk with Me. Oh, yeah. That's a funny, that's a good, I really like, and that guy went on to do, 
What's his name? Mike Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia. He's on Billions. Talking about Billions. Um, Mike Birbiglia is a, is a funny guy. And then uh, my other runner-up, uh, Francis Ha. Hmm. Which I, I've never I seen think, Francis Ha. Oh, it's great. And it's on Netflix. She wrote it and Noah Baumbach directed it? Correct. Interesting. Um, I love it. Um, I didn't, I think it's a better movie than 21 Jump Street. I didn't have it first because it's, it is sort of more of a balance um, between like comedy and searching and stuff like that. It's not just a straight laugh out loud movie. Yeah. Um, but I think it's terrific. And actually that would probably be my comedic performance of the year is Greta Gerwig and Francis Ha. Interesting. Um, but I love 21 Jump Street and it's currently streaming on stars. Okay, 2013? 2013. You go first. So this is the year that I would say, or the next two years are my two years that go most into sort of like a dramedy space, I think. Um, And it's because they're both romantic comedies that have some serious elements. And so for 2013, my number one movie is Enough Said. Oh, that's a fun, that's a nice movie. Yeah. That's a nice movie. Um, it's so fun to see, I mean, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is incredible in it, and it's fun to see her in a movie, and you watch it and you're like, I mean, I know she's like our maybe our greatest TV star mm-hmm. of the last 30 years, but why didn't people put her in more movies? Because she's so uh, good, and she's, and she's very, and like she, a lot of the characters, like, I mean, certainly Selena Meyer and, to a lesser extent, Elaine are like kind of crazy, like yeah. not real people, but this is such a real person, such yeah. a, such a well-rounded person. Um, and it's particularly, I think super worthwhile just to see James Gandolfini do something completely different. This was one of the last things he did before he died. Um, and it's, he's just sort of this like big fun teddy bear. And it's, it's just so fun to watch him not be Tony Soprano. Yeah. Because you forget what a good actor he was because he was he's so like one and one with that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is that and and they tried to I mean, what was that? The Mexican where they which is not a good movie, where they where he was like another mobster. And I get it. He like is and in true romance, he's a yeah, mobster. Yeah. yeah. But he's very enjoyable in that. Um so I went with like a again, a more straight up comedy. And yeah. uh this movie does not hold up as well, but there are some uh, really funny parts, and that is This Is The End. Right, which was one of my runners-up. Like, yeah. Just, just pound for pound. I actually got to see that in a screening room on the Sony lot. Interesting. I had a friend that was working at Sony at the time. Were you living here um, at that time? God, time goes by. Yep. Um, and I just remember, even though there were like 12 of us in there, like laughing very hard. Yeah. Then. There, it's funny watching, it's such a very, it's very much a time capsule of like, it's very much a time capsule. Cause it's yeah. like, remember when like we all loved Craig Robinson and Jay yeah. Baruchel? Yeah. <laughs> like we did, I guess. I mean, I never loved Jay Baruchel, but the other ones, yeah, I get it. But the scene where Jay Baruchel is screaming the power of Christ compels you at Jonah Hill, who is like exorcist, like who was possessed by a demon and he just keeps being like, oh, does it? Oh, does it compel me? It's not very compelling. <laughs> is like very, very funny. 
and Danny McBride's very funny. It's very funny. It just very it feels very like it makes sense to me where for me I will watch like I long shots been on HBO a lot recently, which is mm-hmm. not my favorite comedy of 2019, but it's also but it's actually it's very underrated. I think it's like a really yeah. fun movie. And I think like uh Seth Rogen is such a delight and like really care can and carries a movie and is also yeah. like I I love him. I I I think he and I, I I think he's a real actor. Everybody else is just kind of like in that movie is a little bit, you know, like whatever. It's just right. a caricature of themselves, but, um, but it's my fun. Other runner, my other runner for the year, which I actually really recommend people checking out. Cause I don't think a lot of people probably have seen it is in a world. Yeah. Is that the lake? Is it Lake Bell? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Lake Bell and she's basically trying to follow and her, her father's, uh, like, a movie trailer guy, basically like he is the voiceover guy and she wants to be like the female voiceover person, but it's all these voiceover artists and it's, it's just a fun quirky comedy. Um, and I think like Bill's actually great in it. Um, so that would be something else I'd say to check out. Um, I feel like a lot of people probably saw this as the end, but if you haven't seen enough setter in a world, I, I suggest both those. I think they're cool things to check out. I will say it's fun to watch. This is the end while we're in the middle of like like the end. this new hellscape, yeah, and yeah. being like, oh yeah, this. Remember when that we were like, that's crazy. Yeah, feels. And now we and probably closer. just kick Mindy Kaling into a hole. You yeah, know? I would. Yeah. 2014. Tough. We're, there's a couple of years here where I'm like, oof. Yeah. Um, 2015 for me is like the year that I was like, Ooh, I don't even know. 16. Uh, I want to know what you pick for 16 then, because I'm not oh, even living my chance at 16. Oh, 16. I have a great one. Okay. Um, 2014 for me, and we've talked, we, this has been so covered on this podcast, so I'm going to say it and then I'm going to pour myself some more wine to let you speak, um, is Paddington. I know everybody loves Paddington too, which I also love. Paddington 2 is great, but like give Paddington its due. Paddington's also amazing. And Nicole Kidman is the bad guy in that one. And she's very funny and super charming. And I love Paddington. I'm a big Paddington fan. I have a feeling I know what Paddington head. Paddington head. I have a feeling I know what you're going to pick. So go ahead and pick it. You probably do. Is it a Taika Waititi movie? It's not. Oh, I actually okay. don't. I actually like the TV. Sh- I, we were talking about what we do in the shadows, yes. correct? What we do in the um, shadows. Which I don't, I didn't like that. Me neither. There's some like the fun TV parts. Show. I think the TV show is actually, I haven't watched a lot of it, but the ones I've watched, I'm like, I actually like this a lot. Agreed. I, I didn't find the movie very funny. I think Jermaine Clement is very funny. And I think he, he has a few good lines in at a few good line readings in what we do in the shadows, but in general, the, it sort of all mushes. I don't remember that much from the movie. Like it's not that I, I was like, okay, cool. An interesting idea. I take away TD on a whole. I enjoy much more as a personality. I think I would like to hang out with him than I actually like his films. I kind of agree. Um, I mean, I'm on record about Jojo rabbit. I, I liked it more than you did, but even yeah. then I'm like, yeah, I like the. I think yeah. he. I think there's a lot of potential there, and I'm excited to see what he does because I yeah. think th- I'm always like, oh man, I'm just on the verge of loving this. Yeah, but it's but not I, I, quite like, there. People love Hunt for the Wilder People, which yeah. is also a movie I think is fine. People love Thor Ragnarok, which I like. Yeah, 
and when I went and saw it, by that point, I feel like a week and a half after it came out, it had just been partially overhyped to me. And there's certain yeah. things I think are very funny. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's like the greatest Marvel movie like a lot of people do. Yeah. I'm glad either. he took it in a different direction. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, but no, my number one is another movie I feel like probably a lot of people have not seen, and that's Obvious Child. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm very upset that I've never seen this movie because I remember when... Oh, I'm upset. Now I have to put that on my list because I remember when this movie came out because Jenny Slate, that I had like some like... I had like a very... This is very lame, but I had a very like drunken encounter with her when I moved... She was living in LA and I had kind of just moved to LA and we met at a bar after a comedy show and exchanged numbers and we got along like peas and carrots. And I was like, we are going to hang out. Like this is my new LA friend. And then the next week she got SNL and I just never texted her. Cause I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, but I love her and yeah. I think she's so funny and you know, as somebody that's very pro-choice, I love mm-hmm. that it's a movie about abortion. Yeah. It's a movie. She has a basically a one night stand with Jake Lacey and she, uh, gets pregnant. And yeah, it's about them kind of her having an abortion and her, them trying to see if they can keep a relationship together when they expect nothing to happen. Um, again, this, I think this movie is basically a straight comedy, but obviously it's about abortion. There's some dramatic elements to it for sure. Um, but it's currently streaming on Netflix or Canopy. And I do want to take the second to make sure our, our listeners are familiar with Canopy. Okay. Talk about Canopy. I'm going to pour myself some yeah. more wine. Yeah. If you don't know what Canopy is, um, it is a streaming service that if you have a library card, you basically can register with it. And it has tons of stuff from, uh, Big directors, Criterion Collection S things, um, all of A24's movies for the most part are on Canopy, and it's not a stream a fully open in that you can log on and watch thirty movies in a month. It sort of varies based on your library, but you get a certain amount of credits a week or a certain amount of credits a month, and you could watch you know six movies in a month or something like that on Canopy. Um, but it's totally free. You just have to have a library card. So get a library card, jump on Canopy, watch Obvious Child, unless you have Netflix, and then watch it there, too. Are you still talking? I am. But now I'm done. Here's my... What about Paddington? Where can you find Paddington? Um, Paddington was on Netflix. Um, Let me see if it's still... um, I joke, but Canopy is is great. That's good that you are cooling people into that. I kid. I Uh, kid. She can. I can. I can. I can. Um, my runners up for that year were 22 Jump Street, which, uh, also funny, diminishing returns, but also funny. Yeah. And, uh, neighbors. I thought the first neighbors was funny. The second one is not very good, but the first one is funny. I think the first one is funny too. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. And Rose Byrne. And Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne is, and we didn't talk about Rose Byrne in Bridesmaids, but she is also very fucking funny in Bridesmaids. So Paddington is currently only available for rent or purchase. It is not on any of the streaming services. But would you say worth it? Because I'd say worth it. What else uh, are you spending money on right now? Yeah. Food? Put a, put Who a, needs that? Put four bucks in for Paddington and then do Paddington 2 right afterwards, which I, 
I mean, we we have talked about Paddington. We've talked too, quite a bit about Paddington too. Amazing. Um, I'm gonna look up your "Think Like a Man" real quick and oh, tell people yeah. if they tell can people where that they anywhere. Can it is also available on Stars right now. Stars is really killing it. Stars has a crazy cat. I don't get Stars because um, I don't watch any of their shows, but they have of the uh, pay cable networks. They have the best the movies. Best movie selection. Yeah, by far. P.S. Um, we'll talk about this at the end, but Showtime is killing it with the television. Oh, I don't have Showtime right now. Oh, we got, well, we got it for Billions and yeah. Penny Dreadful, and there's some more good stuff coming up. Okay, All sorry. Right, so 2015. <sighs> this this was definitely my toughest year. Well, there was only one movie that I think was like good, comedy wise, and it Please. is very funny. Yeah, Spy. Right, which I have as one of my runners up. I like Spy. It's it's I again. This is the speed of Melissa McCarthy that I like. Like I think it's it's a little less frenetic, but she's very because she's playing like a more real person. But she's very funny, and I have a real soft spot for Jason Statham. Love Jason Statham. He's Um, great in that movie. Yeah, he's great. And and Bobby Cannavale and and Rose Byrne, who were together, are they still together in real life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're both, they're, Rose Byrne, again, fucking great. She, like, she pops up in a lot of these movies. I didn't yeah. pick Bet him to Get Him to the Greek for 2010, but she's very funny in that. Um, yeah, Spy's funny. Yeah. It's, a, it, like, it's also, it could be, it should be a lot dumber than it is, and it's, right. there's, there's oh, a lot of laughs to have, be well made. Um, My other runner-up was this movie that well, probably almost no one's seen. It's called The Final Girls. Maddie saw that movie. Um, yeah. Angela Trimber is in that movie. Do you know who Angela she Trimber is? She is. She's she's great in it. Actually, she has a not a big role, but she's very funny in it. She sort of steals her scenes. But it's Tessa Farmiga, and she basically plays the daughter of, I guess, if I remember correctly, like her mom was a screen queen who then dies, like in real life. But they, through some weird events, they get basically put in the movie that her mom was in. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a horror comedy. Um, it's not perfect by any means, uh, but in a week here, it's worth checking out. My number one, which I thought was like really funny, is Sleeping with Other People. I've never seen that movie. So it's Jason Sudeikis and Alison Brie. And they, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a comedy romance. Um, it's on Netflix. You can check it out. It's pretty funny. That's all I got. That's all I really have to say about it. Rousing I endorsement. Was going back through. Well, when I was going back through, I was like, oh, that movie I liked. There's a lot of great. It's one of those movies that has a lot of really good supporting performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on, for so for 2014, that was the first year that. So Grand Budapest Hotel, which sort of also falls into the Moonrise Kingdom thing where there's yeah. like a balance of would have been my number one if I was doing Best Picture nominees. Um, but I wasn't. So you're going backwards now. Well, no, I was just... Do you want to talk about 2013? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Do you want to just... All the things that you would have picked if they were... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So 2016... You go first, because I'm curious to see what you picked, because this, for me, was a tear up there. Well, I'm going to be upset if you're not upset with yourself when I say what my number one was. I... I okay. I'm okay. Go ahead. What's your number one? So the best comedy of 2016, which honestly, 
right up with there with Bridesmaids is I think pound for pound the maybe the funniest comedy of the two thousand tens is Pop Star Never Stop Never Stop. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. That's my pick. It's not a perfect movie. The thing for oh. me that's tough is it is I guess I put it I, yeah, with with I put it in the same category as McGruber, right? Where like the stakes are not super it's another SNL type. I mean, it's Andy Samber, it's the Lonely Island right. guys. The stakes are not like I'm not like emotionally like Bridesmaids is a little bit more, you know, I'm emotionally tied to these characters, whatever. Sure. The plot for pop stars and the plot for McGruber doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping is totally underrated. And if you haven't seen it, please go see it. However, there are stretches where it's kind of boring. All the stuff with Connor for real is fucking hilarious and amazing. All the stuff with Andy Samberg is the best when he like, all the songs and when he like does the quick change and he doesn't have a dick, like he's tucked his dick yeah. back and like all of that is so funny. The stuff with um, Akiva and he's like a uh, whatever, woodsman. Be, yeah, woodsman, whatever the fuck, is is not funny. I'm like, I always want to fast forward through that. And then the stuff with Yorma is like okay, and then the right. stuff with Andy Samberg is really really funny. So it's a it's a mixed bag for me. Also, and I had to dock it for this. The very 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 best song was cut from the movie. Which is, you know, that song that goes "fuck off" when she's like, when they're t- they're like, <laughs> I can't even say it. I forget the name. I'm gonna look up the name so you guys can look it up. But it's like, it's the best song where it's like, they're like, they're like, "Hey, all you kids out there, stand up on your tippy toes, look them dead in the eye, and say, teacher, could you please fuck off?" And <laughs> they're like. I don't know you shit, and if I were you, I would slip my wrist, fuck off. Stand up on your tippy toes, look them dead in the eye, and say, Mom, Dad, you can both I'm, I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> it's very funny. It's the best song, and it was cut. So I got to dock it for that. But it's a funny movie. It's very, very funny. You're right. That's the only yeah. choice for that year. Um, so the the uh, that movie is available on Fubo TV, which I do not use. It's uh, some sort of subscription. Fubo. Um, but it's also available if you have cable, uh, TBS and TNT. They're... Uh, TBS Anywhere or whatever their app is called. You can watch Popstar at any time. So my two runners up, one falls a little bit into dramedy. One I think is a better movie than Popstar, but again, sort of fell into the t- slightly too dark. That's The Lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I thought about that too. I just don't, yeah. I don't, it's, it's not a super comedy. Yeah. Um, and the other one I, the, so the other one for 2016 I had is Don't Think Twice. Uh, which is Mike Birbiglia again. Oh, yeah, I know this one, yes. Yeah, and it's the... Uh, they're an improv group, and um, Keegan-Michael Key basically gets on SFN. Oh, yeah, I hate this movie. Yeah, SFN. I hate this movie. I saw this with a big group of people, people that you know, by the way. Yeah. 
here. Um, Wait, you you froze. Did you, of, can like, you hear me? Straddle you the line. Everybody, everybody wants some. Is two thousand? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Can you hear me? You're you were kind I of am. you were kind of freezing. I'm, my internet connection is unstable. It it can I be honest with you? It sounds unstable. Um, what's that Keegan Michael Key movie called again? Don't think twice. I hate that movie. That's so funny that you bring that up because I actually fucking hate that movie. I saw that movie with a bunch of people that um, you know. I saw that movie with with a bunch of Two Hundred South people with Shane Springer and um, I don't know Reese Rios. I remember and, talking about this at the time, and you don't like that movie, and you don't like that movie because it hits too close to home. Maybe, yeah. I, I just remember having a very strong reaction where I was like, I hate it. I also like Keegan-Michael Key. I don't think he's a great, I mean, I don't think he's a great actor. I like right. uh, uh, the other one. Yeah. Um, the other one. The, the other one, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Sorry. But like everybody wants some is that year. Which I also don't think is very good. Sorry. I think it's You're very bad. It's very there's I can't even differentiate between the people. It's it just is it just feels like um dazed and confused light. Hey, yeah. do you want to watch a movie that's dazed and confused but not anywhere near as good? Watch Everybody Wants Some. Yeah. Um and you know what movie has some good scenes in it? Is Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That movie is better than it deserved to be. Directed by Jake, our friend Jake Zemansky. My yeah. friend Jake Zemansky. Um, um, wait, I just need to say that the song is the, my, it's my, it is my favorite, I think, Lonely Island song and it is called Fuck Off. So if you're like, do I want to watch Popstar? Just listen to F- Fuck Off. It's a really good song. Um, 2017. 2017. Okay. Um, so this was an ex. This was an example of I had to give a performance and I had to give a a movie. Right. Because performance-wise, it's got to go to Tiffany Haddish in Girl's right. Trip, which is a fucking star-making performance, as we talked about. And it honestly is whatever she chose to do next, which unfortunately, I think she's so funny, she picked a lot of shitty scripts. I'm, like, worried for her. Cause I don't think they... I, I don't think they know what to do with her. I don't think they they do. Yeah. I don't think they do. It's a bummer. I just I don't know I don't know why not because she's it's such she's such a clear character. And even if she just yeah. plays that character again and again, like that character is so funny. Cause like I saw um the movie her and Rose Byrne did. Yeah, um, and what was and your thoughts on that? That was so great. That movie's just terrible it's a really bad movie yeah um there are some uh natasha rothwell's on it and she steals every single scene she's in she's she's like my favorite you like her you're into her um yeah so what was your movie so girl strip is your so girl strip is my performance but there again that movie is very funny but it's not i think my favorite comedy of that year is probably the death of stalin Oh, see, I have Death of Stalin as 2018 because it wasn't released here until 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I have it as 2017. So that's my fun fact. Great. Um, I have the. Big do you like the Death of Stalin? I do. I have it as my number one for 2018. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, you have the big short? The big sick. Oh, the big sick. Yeah. Which is a movie that I like a lot. Um, obviously, again, falls into... This romantic comedy has some dramatic elements. Um, it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, Great 9-11 yeah. joke in that. Uh-huh. Um, but that's what I have. And honestly, there's not much else that year at all. Um, Other than the death, of, the death of Stalin. Which, again, was not released in the United States until 2018. So I consider it a 2018 film since that's... The earliest we could have seen it. I guess the thing is, I guess the thing about me, I guess the thing about me is I just consider myself as like more European. Or did you just uh, go to IMDb and see it said 2017? So you. uh, I'll be honest with you. I saw it on a plane when I watched The Death of Stalin. And I saw it on a plane, I believe, in 2017. However, I was flying to Europe on on Air France. So maybe that's why. Could be. Um, My. And no one's going to like this. My other runner-up, because it's such not a good year for comedy, is a movie that I think is not very good, but it's way funnier than people give it credit for. And that's The House. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, have, a, I have a not insignificant crush on Jason Manzoukas. I think yeah. it also was very embarrassing to him at a bar. Uh, and that's a point. movie that weirdly, like, as much as I love Will Farrell and Amy Poehler, they're not great in that no. movie, but there's so many great, like, small character parts in that movie. Manzoukas. Great. And he's basically, like, the third lead almost in the yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. There's people that just kind of come in and out that I think are great in that yeah. movie. Yeah, that movie's not, um, not good, no. but... Um, so 2018, I Have the Death of Stalin, which is available on Netflix. Oh, it's um, on Netflix. For one. Uh-huh. Um, um, it's a very funny movie. Jeffrey Tambor is very funny in it. Sorry, I know he's problematic, but um, very funny. Um, oh, real quick. Very British. 2017, and I, I almost wouldn't have put this movie in anyway because I think it skews more towards drama. Uh, but Lady Bird. Yeah, also very... Would have been my number one if I was doing Best Picture nominees, but it's very. Dr- it's almost yeah. not a straight comedy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah more dramatic. Um, I mean, I cry at the end of that movie. So similar, I'm going to cry in my comedies. To, yeah, similarly, 2018, uh, The Favorite. The Favorite. I put, I put The Favorite. Like, right, I, and which would have been mine if I... Was, wasn't going wasn't Best Picture. But I will say, I think, even though it was a Best Picture nominee... The favorite is a straight comedy. Like yes. there's, it's not an there's, it's not a there's not an element of drama about it. It's a period piece for sure, but it is like more than the lobster, more than what are other what are the what's the other Yorgos Len? Well, I can never remember his name. Whatever the fuck, lobster. Well, killing of the sacred deer. Is killing like, of a sacred deer, which is a straight really up dark. not really yeah. dark. Um, yeah, it's a it is a it's a real comedy, and it's. It's fucking, it's super funny. Um, so my runners up then, uh, taking the favorite out of it, were Game Night. Yeah, Game Night is funny. It's not like, it, like go in, I would say if you're going to rent Game Night, go in with your expectations low. Because I went in with my expectations very low. And then I was like, oh, this is actually, this is actually good. There are some laugh out loud moments. If you take Olivia Coleman out of the question, Jesse Plemons is the comedic performance of the year. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Which is so weird. Who would have thought that in of Friday Night Lights, the 
biggest success to come out of Friday Night Lights is Jesse Plemons? I think. Like, if I you're mean, going by, like, status-wise. Probably still Michael B. Jordan. Oh, no, Michael B. Jordan. I forgot about yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Um, but, I mean, in terms of dream career, if you're just, like, an actor's actor, Jesse Plemons Jesse Plemons. a lot more people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, so 2019, I mean, I know what your choice is. I mean, here's the thing. So, I mean, the, I guess it is a straight com. I mean, there's, so I have two picks. Cause okay. Again, this was another, like the best comedic performance of the year. Yeah. Easily, easily is Leonardo DiCaprio in once upon a time in Hollywood. Right. Do we consider that a straight, it is kind of a straight comedy, right? Yeah, I mean, I get you. I mean, you could say that for sure. I mean, again, it, uh, I'm kind of taking it out of the equation um, because of just the awards. The awards, and, yeah. Uh, but it's guess, funny. You know, that it does have some like pathos and stuff in it, but I mean, most comedies do. Yeah. So. I guess it's funny because, okay, so that's the best comedic, like straight, like straight up, that is the best comedic performance. Like yeah. him flipping a shit about how many whiskey sours he had in the trailer yeah. is the greatest scene, comedy scene that year. I mean, my other pick is Booksmart. Right. Which is, yeah, I guess like more of a straight up comedy, although I didn't have the, the, the lulls that I did in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like with, with both Leo and also um, Brad Pitt at the end, you know, with the, with the guys when they with the Manson family when they enter and try to kill him. Yeah. Booksmart is a great fucking movie though. And again, I went in with expectations. I don't love Olivia Wilde as a personality. And I went in being like, this might be like a teen. And we, as, as been documented on this podcast, like I don't love, I like, I didn't like eighth grade. Lady Bird was good, but this movie was my, is my favorite of that like teen kind of right. like movie type things. And I, I really love Beanie Feldstein. Um, yeah, it's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, I also has a, by the way, also has a, um, sorry to interrupt, also has a yeah. weird like animated sequence that should not work. Right. But oddly does. Yeah. Um, I didn't put Booksmart as my number one just because I knew you would talk about it. I didn't even really think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but um, just because. Um, so I actually, and you've already talked about it, even though I like Booksmart a little bit better, I had Longshot as the one I listed because I actually think I probably laugh harder at moments in Longshot than I do in Booksmart. I like Booksmart better as a movie, but I think Longshot has more laugh. And yeah. if you if you have to pick a best female comedic performance, I actually probably pick Charlize Theron over Beanie Feldstein. Oh, the, I, like I, I kind of agree. The scene yeah. where she, the scene in Longshot where she's hot on Molly. Yeah. And has to deal with like an international crisis is an all timer. Yeah. Yeah. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. It's a really, it, that movie did not get the, it's, it's, it's due. And, uh, so if you're stuck in quarantine and you're running out of things to watch, that's another one where I'm like, yeah, watch long shot. It's on HBO right now. And I would like to say that my husband, Maddie, who uh-huh. hates everything, especially comedy stuff because he's a comedy writer. So he's always like, this is funny. He, that's been on HBO. And he, I saw it alone in theaters uh, back in 2019 when things were good and life was fun. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't want to see it. So I 
saw it by myself, which was great. It's making me sound like I don't have any other friends to see anything with. It's fine. You're married. I do. No, but I like definitely do. I have friends. No, no. Yeah, we know. We know. No, they've been like on the podcast. Like, yeah, I have friends. Like, right? Yeah. Do you want me yeah. to call them right now? I can get them. No, on the phone. you don't have to call. You don't have to call them because what if they don't pick up or? I don't. They it, might be busy though. They might be. Bu- yeah. I honestly, I don't want to bother them because they might be busy. Yeah, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. so. um, but uh, I did see it by myself, and um, I really liked it. And then during at some point during the past year that we've been in quarantine, uh, Maddie watched it on HBO, and he was like, "This is a fun movie. This is an enjoyable movie." And I felt your, really gratified. What's your favorite part of Long Shot? Um, no, I like the part where she's on. I like the part where she's on Molly, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm in so much trouble." And then she lights a cigarette and is like on the ground with, on the phone, and she's like, "Listen, my boss is a dick." I love that. That's a great part. I like when they're all watching the video of him coming on his own face. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Is that going viral?" <laughs> and his friend goes, "This is the news." <laughs> Also, when the guy goes, when he's like, talks about how he's like, the, his, he's both Republican and Christian, and, yeah. and he's, and Seth Rogen's like, man, I'm fucking, I don't even know what to do. Like, you're Republican and Christian, I'm a racist. Like, things are up in the air. It's crazy. It's a very funny. It's a fun movie. Good movie. Yeah. 2010s. There's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff. My still my number my number I mean I, my favorite of this of of all these movies is Bridesmaids but I I would really like to say do not sleep on MacGruber. If you haven't seen MacGruber and I'm going to say to you Craig this is a rewatchable one for you because of all the movies th- there's some really funny stuff in MacGruber. Yeah. I mean I'd say pretty much everything we uh we mentioned other than think like a man is definitely worth uh... <laughs> I don't think you've even seen Think Like a Man. That's actually true. You've not even seen Think Like a Man. I mean, I'm racist, so... You're a bad person. You're a bad person. person. Who's a bad person now? What would you... Okay, first of all, I want you to go watch Think Like a Man, and that's something that you're definitely going to do for me. Uh Uh, I've done enough for you. I watched The Fucking Emigrants, okay? You can go watch under two hours Think Like a Man. Right. Here's my thing, but what... Other than bridesmaids, what would you recommend? What what is those? What what's the best of those? Or I under mean, under the radar? If you just want to laugh, I think it's pop star never stop never stopping for me. But um, you can ride but, the fast forward button on that. Um, but uh, if I said you know check out something that you probably haven't seen, I think I'd say Obvious Child or Enough list. Said. Um, just cause I feel like those are movies a lot of people uh, missed out on and, uh, they are worth it. They're worth it. I say, I guess the thesis of this is comedy is great and comedy is hard. Mm-hmm. Take it from us two very funny people. Very funny. Very Hilarious. funny. And, um, it's a bummer to me that the, I mean, it's funny when you look at actually the past few years as comedies are getting a little bit more, um, a little bit more respect, like the favorite, obviously. And right. Booksmart was nominated for something. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, obviously, was nominated. Right. Um, but, you know, comedy is great and it's a difficult thing to do and it should be uh, respected as such. Yeah, people like comedies. Stop not making them. Yeah. 
keep making funny, please keep making funny shit. Both like yeah. straight up stupid shit like MacGruber and also like smart shit like the death of Stalin or obvious child or. Uh, Meg, do you have uh, anything you want to recommend that you've been watching? Any new favorite movies of the year? Um, God, they are not releasing any movies. And every movie they release, uh, it's like, I guess I'm not going to rent Scoob. Yeah. Yeah. We um, Somehow we accidentally bought Scoob. And I had to... How did that happen? So Allie thinks it's because she had was trying to turn off our upstairs Apple TV, but her phone was still connected to the downstairs one. So she thinks, but I like the next day I got like a $25 charge and I was like, did you buy Scoob last night? Oh no, no. She was like, like, no, but I was able to return it. Okay. If you go on iTunes and you haven't watched it or anything, they'll give you your money back. Okay. That's nice. Thank you, Apple. Thanks, Apple. Um, Yeah. Um, I actually realized after we did our last podcast uh, with Chris that um, my actual favorite movie of the year is a movie that I rented through like virtual cinema. And it's a movie called Sorry We Missed You. Uh, It's a British film by Ken Loach, um, who he kind of only does movies about sort of working class British. And it's a movie about sort of the gig economy. And it's a guy who had worked in construction, who hasn't been working, who basically takes on a job delivering packages where he has to buy his van. So it's the full Monty. It's what's his business, but he basically has to do this every single day. And uh, it's it's not a fun watch because it's pretty uh, it's pretty terrible. But it 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 definitely um, has a lot going on with what's going on in the U.S. as well. So. Um, that, that's my number one of the year. We I like also that. really, uh, we, we tore through dead to me. Yeah. Everybody, uh, friend of the podcast, Rachel Lewis is like all about dead to me. Here's my thing. I did not season two dead to me. I did not finish season one. You got to finish season one. I guess I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it. I just was like, I think I'm good. Yeah. You have to, you have to finish it to, if you're going to watch season two. Okay. Because it's basically like a comedic soap. Like there's like important things that happen that will not make sense if you just jump into two. Okay. I did finish. It, it ends with a cliffhanger. Okay. So the first season. The first season. Okay. And the second season. Okay. Because they're going to make more, obviously. I do. I love, I, I, I love Linda Carlini and I love Christina Applegate. So like yeah. I'm, I'm for it, but um, I did. And you know who else is on the second season um, is uh, Natalie Morales. Oh, like yeah, you do like her a lot. Yeah. Um, Nelson um, is speaks very highly of her because she, yeah. he was in, she was in that Abby's place. Um, one thing I will say is uh, I finished Unorthodox, mm-hmm. which I thought was incredible. If you're like, I don't know what, that's only four episodes. Have you watched that yet? Uh, no, Allie watched it though. Four eps, Craig. Four eps and you're out. It's great. Um... Also, uh, you know how I love the Jewish people. Did I tell you that? So I live in a very Jewish neighborhood, and so the our water heater broke, and we mm. needed some like a, a plumber to come and fix the water heater. And and so the plumber showed up, and he's Orthodox Jewish. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize that. And as he was coming to the door, I was like heaving my 
giant body up from the uh, chair. And I said, Oi, Gavalt, as I went to the door. As I am wont to do, I love a Yiddish phrase. And I opened the door and like there he is with his like yarmulke and his um, prayer strings and like the whole situation. And I was like, hey. And he's like, hey, like where's the thing? And I'm like, oh, here's the water heater, whatever, the whole thing. And he starts talking to me and he goes, yeah, it's really, it sucks when these things go out, right? It's mashugana. And I was like, it is mashugana, like for sure. And, and then I was like, oh, I think he thinks I'm Jewish. And so uh, then he he finishes and he goes, Shabbat Shalom. This is a Friday, by the way. He yeah. goes, it's fixed. And I go, well, it is a good Shabbos. So I played into it a little bit. And then he goes, I mean, huh? I was, you basically were living out your dreams. Oh, I was, oh 100%. Yeah, 100%. I was like, oh, he thinks I'm Jewish. This is so exciting. And so then, oh, this is very embarrassing. And so then he goes, he goes, what's your Hebrew name? And I was like, okay, now here are my options. I can lie and be like, Rachel. Or like mm-hmm. give him something. Mm-hmm. Or, but then he's going to ask me some follow-up questions and I'm yeah. going to run out of Jewish, no- Jewish knowledge. Yeah. So I was like, uh, you know what? I'm actually not Jewish, but I've only dated Jewish guys, which is true. And then he goes, but you, then he goes, he goes, and you married one. And I go, uh-huh. The one Jewish, the one non-Jew that right. I... I end up marrying anyway. Yeah. Not only is he not Jewish, he's like fully Christian and yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, and I go, yeah, no, no, I just, yeah, I'm, yeah. And he goes, and how do you find that? And I go, great, love it, love Jewish men. They're the best, funniest, smartest. I'm very into it. He does and write he, comedy, and he he does write comedy. He is he does write comedy, and I do, you know. Ah! Hit the, I, the uh, hitting the microphone probably stopped me from saying something racist, and so then he goes, "Well, is he here?" And, and now I'm and now I'm in a conundrum because he is, but and we're in yeah, the you can't no. I can't no I can't this is a lie that I've now trapped myself in, and they go, "Yeah, well he's on the he's on a con call." conference call but yeah he is and he goes what's his name and I was like oh should I say like Shalom or you know whatever and I go no 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 it's it's I go it's Maddie and he goes well you should get him to show you his talus which and I go his talus and she goes you know what a talus is and I go is it like a shmata which is a, another Yiddish word that I know and he goes ah you know what a shmata is and I was like yeah and I go listen it's Beshert that you came here today and he goes, well, get him, get him to show what a talus is. It's a prayer shawl. And he's like, we can all use this, these blessings. It's extra good, you know, extra good blessings. And it's a mitzvah and whatever, all this stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. So and he goes, actually, well, and I go, good Shabbos. And he goes, good Shabbos. And then left. So my wife, um, briefly a couple years ago, was teaching at a synagogue in Newport Beach on Sundays. She was teaching theater to uh, children. And somehow the guy who ran the program was under the impression that I was Jewish. Mm. Um, and she met, mm-hmm. ne- and so similarly, she never kind of went into it at all. She was just like, it's fine if you think that, except then one day I took her there cause we were going to go see my aunt down in Carlsbad afterwards. And he basically started asking me like, I think he like asked me what my bar mitzvah theme was. No, no. Did you yeah, fake so it? You Did women- you fake it? 
You women have to stop doing this. You have to stop pretending you're married to the chosen people. It's hard because I want to be chosen too. Right. And it's, and it feels like where I'm just like, it's a running in place situation. There's one thing LA should have taught you is you are not not chosen. chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can follow me at Murphy Megan, um, on Instagram and I'm on Twitter at too many Megan, but I wouldn't recommend it cause it's either, uh, it's either bad opinions or drunk opinions. And, yeah. um, yeah, I don't recommend that, but, but also listen to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can find that podcast at The Oscar Should on Twitter. The Oscar Should have gone to on Instagram or Facebook. If you like us, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we will be back probably in a couple weeks, hopefully with another year, maybe with something else. Maybe in person. Who knows? Anything's possible. And, and nothing's possible at the same time. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a good time.